you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 368, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 13, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled live broadcast uh, that we do on Clubhouse, you can join us there. Uh, the club is the Anarchist Experience, or you can at me at Riches for Rich to get the little notifications uh, when we do the show live and then participate as you wish at your leisure, raise your hand. I click the button and you get to, you know, participate in the discussion if you wish and listen to the show live before it gets processed down into podcast form and released into the internet. Um, so that being said, find us there. What is going on with you guys this week? Well, I, I um, mentioned before the show that there's a, a, a dispute going on on the North shore of Hawaii about somebody trying to shore up their property with adding sand and some, um, changes to the beach. How dare they? Did they get the proper permissions and proper protocols and fill out the proper forms? And no, they didn't get a, Oh, they're being fined $92,000 for alleged shoreline violations. Explain that. What a shoreline violation. Like well, the, the shoreline is encroaching on their property and they're like, we need to push this back to where it was a few years ago, perhaps. And they're like, nope, not allowed to move the shoreline. Yeah, apparently, um, Todd Dumphy uh, has acknowledged to the media that he moved large amounts of sand without permission in front of two beachfront homes he owns along Rocky Point. The Department of Land and Natural Resources is also seeking to fine him for not removing broken sandbags, rocks, concrete rubble, and other debris that he said that it says he placed on the public beach to protect his property. Okay. Yeah. So he's suing them over this. To well, they're suing the him. Oh, so they're suing him, and he's counter suing. Is that what's going? Well, on? no. He they've issued a fine to him. Oh, okay. And he's um, he's going to file a lawsuit to say that. Did I lose you? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, MC. I lost KS. I'm here. Oh. What? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You said I, I lost you like mid-sentence. So oh. I wasn't. Mm. Uh, well, I don't know which sentence, but at any rate, uh, he's suing them to get rid of this fine. Okay. And it makes sense because, I mean, what do they expect him to do otherwise, right? Like, is it, is it just the permission thing? Like, no, no, we totally would have gave you permission to, like, protect your property um, if you had asked for it. Is that is that what it boils down to? I guess um, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would have approved it or not. I'm guessing they wouldn't, you know, but I, but I don't know. I'm just guessing about that. They're just saying that he did whatever he did uh, without permission. Okay. Without their permission, you know. Like... Oahu and Hawaii, it's 
I don't want to say Goldilocks zone, but it's kind of a nice area where hurricanes seem to like skirt by on occasion, right? Like a few big yeah, ones have hit over the decades, but it's not, there's not like a hurricane season like there is in Florida. That's right. We're, we're really fortunate here that we, I mean, I once read that there was a, a hurricane once every seven years or so, but we haven't had one in almost 30 years now uh, since Hurricane Aniki. And it didn't even hit this island. It was going yeah. to hit and then veered off to hit Kauai badly. The next um, one that hits is definitely going to be because of global warming, though. Okay. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> well, that, I, I, wanted, I just wanted to establish that because weather situations like that don't happen very often, but there is flooding on occasion, right? Like it'll rain bad and not, you know, not levels where it floods in the rest of the country where it's, you know, oh my gosh, right? We can only see the top of the stop sign on the street. But if you if you knew that bad weather was coming, right, and you went like, well, I've got to protect my house, I'm going to put sandbags up around my property so the water doesn't, you know, seep in, right? Mm-hmm. You You would be in your right to do that. But they're claiming that because he did that on the on the beach outside of his property, that it's different. Like he'd have to wait until the shore like actually touched his property line, and that's where he could lay the sandbags down. I'm trying. Well, I'm, even, I'm doing my best to try to figure out what their come sh- from is. Yeah. What's that case? Well, in in Hawaii, the all the beach belongs to the government up to the high tide water line. Okay. And. So therefore, they say that anything that you do now, of course, the shoreline is changing because right. of the wave action, and people build homes on there, and then um, the shoreline changes and it starts to erode underneath the houses, and people have a desire to try and protect their houses, prevent them from from caving in. Right now, presumably, they could go. Now, there is an interesting case. I don't know much about it except that Barack Obama um, with another co-owner of a piece of property uh, apparently made lots and lots of modifications to the shoreline and they never paid any attention to them. I mean, it got exposed in the newspapers, but that uh, there was never a complaint about their action. Well, political connections are a wonderful thing, especially if you're the former president. Yeah, yeah. So I remember some years ago, um, there were the there was erosion to the shoreline in the tourist district over there, and they were actually like trucking in sand. Right? Do you remember this happening? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to rebuild the shore where it was before to give more beach to the tourists. So this is this is not like this is not an uncommon or unforeseen event. Right over they do time, that all the time in Waikiki, you know, yeah. yeah. Over time, nature destroys geography. I guess is the best best way I can describe it. Right, it it eats away at it, erodes it, and you you know, man, why not just let him protect it? Right, if they're ta- if they're talking about well, you left some sandbags out, right? Why not just you know the five hundred dollar fine for littering on the beach, or something like that, right? Why let it? Why let it get to the point where he's not able to protect his property effectively, you know, by being right up on the property line when the land that they're claiming that he did it on isn't even private property. Like, there's not another. It's not even a neighbor complaint going like, "Hey, he's putting stuff on my property," which would make it a civil thing. 
right? They're saying like, well, you pushed the beach back to where it was, and that's taking away our property if they if they claim the high the high tide line. Is that what it is? Like the surreptitiously just going to collect all the property as as it erodes away and the tide moves in? Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. It seems stupid. 92,000 seems excessive. I don't I'm trying to find like the actual criminal behavior, right? Did he violate someone's rights? No, did he destroy property? No. He just protected his own prematurely, I guess. And gave us more beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should be, you know, normally they'd be paying him to do this kind of work to restore the shoreline and bring in sand. <clears throat> well, that's why I brought up the tourist to the, district thing in Waikiki, because yeah. they, they actually yeah. went through this process on their own at, you know, taxpayer expense mm-hmm. for the same reason, because don't. it erodes it away. Mm-hmm. But they don't have confidence in anyone's judgment other than their own. So therefore, if you make the decision, you're fine. Okay. I think that is a key concept throughout all of government, right? How many stories have we seen brought on to this show, brought on to other shows, or just talked about where the government went, it's it's going to take a lot, and some guy goes, I can do it for a lot less, and they go, nope, can't do that, and he does it, and then they go like, well, now we have to destroy it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the guy's building the steps in the park. <clears throat> um, one of my favorite tropes, at least favorite, I guess, from uh, status is always the who will build the roads argument, right? But without the state, who will build the roads? Mm-hmm. And I've always found it fortunate that at some point in the history of uh, Hawaii news, right, there was an article that answered that question. Um, and I think it might have, might have been on Kauai. It was definitely on one of the outer islands where a bridge washed out. And it separated the people from the businesses. And the state did nothing to repair that bridge. And so the business owners gathered together and said, we will build the bridge. And they did so. Reconnecting their businesses to, the, to their consumer base. I went right here. Here's the example, right? This, this is who will build the roads. The people who expect, who need the roads to make a profit or to stay in business, they will build the roads. I trust them, Right. Maybe not implicitly, but I trust that they will, you know, that they need to do this thing in order to make the profit that they so desire. And, you know, so goes the capitalist system. So it's it's a little ironic that in that case, the state didn't step in and go like, nope, break it down. You cannot build this bridge. Um, but like you said, usually they do, right? Usually they step in and they say, you know, uh, not you, only us. Oh, and by the way, it's a union job and the unions get paid overtime. And so this is a make work job instead of just let's, let's do the right thing for the people, right? The guy with the stairs, elderly people can't climb the hill. Let's build them stairs. Oh, it's going to cost $60,000 and take another three months. The guy goes like $600 of wood from Home Depot and builds it over a weekend. Ta-da, stairs. Seniors jump for joy or as high as they can. Roll for joy. And the government steps in and says no. So when the guy's like rebuilding the shoreline, it's a favor to the state because on the other side of the island, they were paying to have it done. An an island, uh, a state and an island surrounded, right, by sand, needed to pick up sand from one side, drive it to the other side, and dump it to rebuild the shoreline for the tourists, right? Can't have the tourists seeing what, you know, the, the natural consequences 
of nature affecting geography. We must move it. But a guy does it on his own, goes like, well, it's, it's, my house is going to fall down. You know, I wonder what would happen if he like went through his insurance company first, right? Hey, you guys are going to have a big you know, claim on your hands if my house falls down <laughs> because the, it's eroding underneath. And if you want to take a libertarian position, what are what what's the incentivization, right? Leading letting people build that close to an eroding shoreline, are they forced to get the insurance? Are the inf- are the insurance companies forced to offer it? Otherwise, why would you? Right? You mentioned Barack Obama, like you know, tides are rising, climate change, and let's go build a house on the beach. That if they're right, will be flooded in ten years, washing away their millions millions upon millions of dollar investment. Why would you do that? What's the incentive? Johnny Depp was in the news. He yeah. was. All What's week. That all about? And I've been kind of ignoring it because <laughs> it seems like a domestic dispute. Um, uh, there was some mention that uh, Johnny Depp possibly lost millions upon millions of dollars of uh, contracts to make movies um, because of a accusation. So, So... I've been ignoring it mostly as well, but I have watched a handful of clips because the titles of the clips, you know, were clickbaity. I went, well, if it's going to be that clickbaity, I want to, I want to hear what they have to say. So I don't, I don't have a lot of details about it, but when I, the reason it's coming up now is because it's, it dominated the pop culture news cycle, right? Like what else happened this week aside from, you know, more fallout from Elon Musk not buying Twitter or Titter if he got his way to take out the W. And so it's it's all over the news. It takes effort to ignore it if, if you're at all connected to the world. Um, but it's it that's what it is. It's a it's a civil dispute. It's a domestic thing, and people are falling on different sides, kind of geographically. Right. Like if if you were if you were um, paying attention in the United States, the likelihood is you're pro Johnny Depp. And if you're reading the news or whatever they're spewing out there in Europe, you're likely pro Amber Heard, allegedly. And it seemed from the little clips that I saw and whatever else was in the news that it seemed to be a pretty toxic relationship on both sides that should have dissolved long ago and then didn't for whatever reason. And so here we are today with like, like uh, a defamation suit. And this is what perked your ears up KS because can there be defamation suits or, or the, this type of allegations um, in a free society? If you had complete Liberty, hundred percent libertarian, you know, utopia for the lack of a better term, Um, does it matter what other people say about you or the consequences of that? Like who's responsible? And that's why we're talking about it. That's, that's the angle that we're going to take on this show. So pre-show I said, well, she levied an accusation and he lost potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. And then we said like, well, let's talk about it. So KS who's responsible (laughs) Suppose he wins the case. Suppose he wins the case, and <clears throat> the the person coming I mean, the I think it was Disney that that canceled contracts with him. 
Yeah, I mean, why he was, was, why he was a big star. Why would they necessarily um, change their decision even if he wins the case? You know, people will just say, well, the, the judge and jury made a decision in that case, but that's still not... We, the reason we canceled your your contracts is because we're concerned about your public image, and that's not changed by the case. Well, he's he's going to get money. That's why he's suing. Oh, Okay, but does she have, well, okay. Does she yeah, have, she's rich too. She's oh, an okay. actress and she's been in lots of movies. Oh, okay. So she's, he, she, he just wants money from her. He doesn't want to really restore his contract with Disney or so. Well, he's on record as saying he has no interest in restoring the contract with Disney. Like, even if he wins and they come crawling back going like, we're sorry, we want you to play Jack Sparrow again. Right. <laughs> he's saying he's not going to do it. Screw them. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Um. But that's well. It raises the whole issue of of libel and slander. You know, who owns the thoughts that someone has about you? And I'd say that uh, you know you um, you don't have a case to have the state come in and and um, forcibly extract money from her because of things she said about him. That's that's um, there's you know that's. you know, especially, you know, you talk freedom of speech, okay, I'd go all the way with the freedom of speech. I should be able to say whatever whatever she wants. And people are all the time saying lies and truths, and people have to learn how to make those assessments uh, themselves and not think. Actually, I think that there's going to be more falsehood and lie uh, if you can sue someone because then the assumption is, well, it must be true or else they would have sued Okay, and I think that libel and slander suits were really generated um, by royalty and aristocracy in the Middle Ages or before, um, just to prevent people from saying bad and nasty things about them. Because what, what do you sue for? You sue for, um, um, you know, money that they've got. A rich person could sue a poor poor person, and 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 have a lot better chance at winning in in any court case with the legal assistance they can hire, and they can uh, drive people into uh, ab- abject poverty. And they, um, um, you know, okay, suppose that a rich person says something <clears throat> uh, nasty about a poor person. You know, what, what's the most that a poor person could gain from a lawsuit? <laughs> well, quite Almost a bit. nothing. Huh? Well... If if a no. if a poor person sues a rich person, no, but you have to you have to say, well, what was the damage to your reputation? Okay. Well, I've got this this um, this job um, uh, at at McDonald's and it earns um, you know five thousand dollars a year or something like that. Well, then the maximum that you can get from a lawsuit is five thousand dollars. What the what the injury might have cost you? Okay. So, in a libertarian ish society. Are you responsible for the words that come out of your mouth um, and for the accuracy of those words? My gosh, you'd have a a terrible time. Um, I mean, you could say on an ethical standard, yes. On a legal standard, no. Okay. Because I I think that everyone learns that the way you build a reputation is by a record of honesty and where you can get references and referrals and a lot of people who will stand by you and say, yes, I believe this person is, is a truthful person. That's why throughout history, anyone doing business, it was really important, uh, their reputation. 
you know, what they established uh, with in, in doing business with other people, they'd have a lot of people stand with them. If one person makes a, a, a charge or claim against them, it's got to stand up against their whole um, established reputation with many people. So I want to say a couple of things. Uh, number one, I think the more I think about the topic of reputation, the less I'm enthused about that as a, a condition of doing business. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- we've talked about this before. I think at this point, the world is too big, right? Like if you, you, can, you can move into an area, burn through your reputation, and then move out of it and start anew where no one knows the reputation that follows you. And so, those people Depp, with what's Johnny that? Depp try that. What's that? <laughs> I want to see Johnny Depp try that. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is too popular. Like he's a public figure at this point, so a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Right. But again, it's split. Right. His reputation tarnished in Europe. Um, in America, much more people behind him. Um, an example that you may be aware of, MCKS, maybe not so much. Um, are you familiar with the concept of swatting? I guess. KS? I'm not. No. Okay. What is swatting? It's a video game thing where people are who are playing online games, the discussions, the concepts, the trash talk can get rather heated. And what one party may do is call the police on the other party. Now, I get it. It's using an act of the state. But they will call the police and say, hey, I think the person at that address over yonder is manufacturing drugs or is a drug house or some sort of violent crime is going on over there. And the police will send the SWAT team Mm. to the house. Mm. And sometimes that SWATing event ends in the death of the video game player who's been victimized. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if you're not responsible for your words, right, then you could levy that accusation and the only party responsible are the cops, the SWAT team, the people that actually showed up and pulled the trigger. Like the guy who okay, said, well, the guy who calls the police mm-hmm. scot-free, no charges, no problem, no crime. All right. Can we address two sides? Okay. Yes. I'm saying, I'm asserting that the, I'm sure that you're in this situation, the, the police are a government agency. Yes. In which case, nobody's really going to be held accountable. But as it should be in a libertarian world, it would be a private agency, and the private agency would, in fact, be responsible and liable for um, acting and killing on inaccurate information. Okay. But no responsibility to the person providing the inaccurate information is what I'm getting at. Hmm. That's an interesting case. Um, Well, the, the, the person that made the call would uh would lose his contract with the private and uh private person that he called to do the swatting. Okay. So you can only swat once. Uh, you can only hire a hitman once. Uh probably, yeah. And I don't, I don't know what action the 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 third party uh would would take against the the caller, you know. Well, that's an interesting thing. Maybe the whole concept of the outcast, um, you know, where the whole society can, you know, you you verify that this is what occurred, and then you have the society uh, boycott that person. Uh, yeah. 
uh, ostracize them so that you you don't do any other, other business. There is a consequence to them, but it's a voluntary um, response from all of the other people in society. Yeah. He's shunned. And that's, that's, that's the part where I get further and further away from accepting this because unless you're a public figure like Johnny Depp, who's not going to be doing any swatting, right? It's like teenagers, preteens playing video games. Um, no one in the next town over knows who they are, right? So this is, this is my saying, like, this is why I said the world is too big. So they lose their contract with their protection agency or whatever, or the parents, and they move 50 miles west where no one knows who they are, never even heard this story, didn't even make the news in town number two, and he just hooks well, up his Xbox again and logs back in under a new account. Well, you've made it sound like these uh, towns 50 miles apart are on separate planets. No, they're not. I mean, if I mean, you've created a scenario. Any business person also anticipates that scenario and says, well, I have to be, I have to be able to have a way of confirming that this person from out of town um, is who he says he is. And we, we have that and we have that in Do credit we? ratings. Yeah, I go to, I go to the supermarket, like a town over, they don't check my ID to see where I came from or how I got there. They just go like, well, oh, we want to sell you some pretzels. Here's some pretzels. Okay. You put out your credit card and then, you know, it's rejected. Sorry, you can't buy it because uh, uh, you've, you've abused your credit card in other times. Okay. I mean, now I'm, I'm guessing too, that in a, in a um, good free market act place that they, they would devise ways, the market would devise ways of trying to anticipate these, uh, these criminals, these frauds. I mean, right now the criminal, uh, the, the, the whole criminal system is operated by the state. So I say, yeah, it's very inefficient at conveying information to protect consumers. But I would say that um, there's a better chance of a lot more protections being put in place if it was privately run. I mean, and, and you get credit card companies, they're pretty good at, at, uh, at um, you know, protecting people's credit cards. Sure. But this, this isn't credit card fraud. It's just I moved, right? And now I'm in a place where no one knows who I am. They have no idea that I swatted a dude back. Okay, you know. so they they move into um, an apartment. If they're going to rent, then the landlord has a way of, of verifying who this person is. Okay. And they would want to know who this person is. If they're buying a house, then the bank certainly wants to know, and the insurance company certainly wants to know, um, and will have lots of verification of you know of the documentation of who this person is and what they've done in the past. But uh, there's nothing to prevent a landlord from doing that same thing too. They run a credit check on on anybody who they're going to rent to, and okay. the credit check is not just have they paid their bills. It can be everything about them. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't know how. I don't know how a dude calling the cops on another dude like has it affect his credit, right? Like I, my normal job, I run a self storage facility. And when people default on their payments, like that's the end of the story, right? There's, we're not, we're not interconnected with any other, uh, self storage company, right? There's no like long consumer blacklist, um, because there's an expense associated with getting in with the credit bureaus, uh, which is, you know, cost prohibitive for the amount of people that default on their payments. 
we don't report to the credit agencies, right? People just come in and for one reason or another default on their obligation and get away with it. Okay. And so I don't well, see how in a, I don't see you, how in a free market libertarian society we're well, no, going to be you, even more interconnected. You you've mentioned it. If it was if it was if it cost you more than you're losing, you would connect with these um, credit rating agencies to find out about everybody who comes in and offer, hands you a credit card or yeah. offers to sign in to you. But at at some point, you say, "Well, it's not worth it." to me but that's a free market option yeah not to be protected or to be protected at whatever cost it takes i understand that and I, again my point is that i don't think i don't think the free world is going to be as interconnected as a lot of libertarian types want to believe right i don't oh, think I the reputation even, rating yeah, okay. carries very far which is why i said you move 50 miles west right you're a whole new person some things well, I may carry. It, it's yeah. Well, I mean, these are conjectures. I think that the the in the, the, the freer the market, the more likely that this information will become available and and cost effective and um, desired. Okay. Right now, we we rely so much on the government. We say, oh well. Um, no, we don't have to worry ourselves because if, if, if that guy was a criminal, I mean, the same thing could be said if he was a, a murderer in the next state, yeah. um, then, um, presumably it would, uh, uh, the police would have told us the police, but they don't, you know, or oh, they do have this, um, sexual pervert registry, I guess, sure, where you can be notified of, of somebody, but even those are so bizarre. They could have to do with pedophilia or it could be that you know, they laid out on the beach nude and got a, um, a bad record um, and you can hunt down people the red address that are, that are supposed to register um, I don't know how effective it is I mean these are government operated things understood I just I'd, I'd, I'd see that it's government operated I don't even know if the free market would demand it um especially libertarians who value like privacy and protection, you know, and private property are, are asking for an overarching registry, uh, a reputation rating system that follows them to the ends of the earth. That's well, also seems contradictory. They, they value your privacy for what you choose, but they also uh, value the, necessity of information with the people they choose to do business with sure. you, you don't have to do business with each other but if you want to do business with this person you have to you have to convey information about them yeah no i get it it just seems to, to me um you know china has the social credit score or the social credit system they're trying to push that here libertarians hmm. call you know call it a free market reputation rating system um to me, all I hear is compliance, right? Like it's, it's behavior modification at some level, right? Behave the way we want you to do, or you will be ostracized from all of society in some form or fashion. And I don't, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, uh, that, that, uh, a libertarian world might develop the social credit system as a way that you can opt into because you want to, demonstrate to everybody that you're a person they can do business with or you can opt out of it 
the problem with the government system and the social credit system in China is you can't opt out of it. You're 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 in it whether you like it or not. And yeah. they make lots of and they make the judgments of whether or not you can use the train. I had a friend who wanted to come from uh, uh, Tianjin to Shenyang to help me play, um, celebrate my birthday, and uh, he couldn't because his social credit rating was uh, hurt, and they wouldn't allow him on the train. They wouldn't allow him to buy a, a train ticket. Right. Now substitute and, substitute social credit with reputation rating and substitute train system with free market operated travel service. Right? You've got a mm-hmm. ding on your social credit you got a ding on your reputation rating. We're not going to do business with you, sir. And in a libertarian society they are free to do that by all standards. Right. Right. right? But it's it the end result is the same. It's an individual ostracized from society, one by force, one voluntarily. Um, but the way to get back in is to change his behavior so that it suits the grander society's version of what they want him to do. And that sounds so anti-libertarian. No, it's very libertarian. <laughs> it depends on what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It yeah, doesn't matter. Well, if, if he's a thief... And you find out he's a thief, and he's like, "I just want to be a thief." Then would you want him on your train? Like, no. <laughs> like, uh, if we can find out who this guy is, then and they do, and then they just keep him off the train. Okay. And I don't, I don't, I am concerned that in the free market libertarian society, that it will stop at just uh, non-aggression principle violations. Right. He violated right. the NAP. What's that? You're right. It it could go to other things um, too, but that's the right of people to associate with the people that they want to. I get it. I just I can't see I can't see a libertarian society that pushes so far in that direction and still calls itself free and 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 people want it, right? Like I try freedom, I try to opt freedom out of association is as valuable a right as as freedom of speech you can say well no i don't want to be associated with a guy who's going to be yelling in my ear um uh swear words you know I, i'd say well yeah you just like tyson him punch him in the face until he shuts up yeah, <laughs> yeah. i just I, I will choose a system to exclude uh, a, a nasty brutish um, arrogant person from my apartment building because he's going to annoy all the other tenants in my in my um, in my apartment building. It's okay. my right, my property right. I get it. And what I'm saying is the level of detail of information that would have to be collected for you to narrow it down to we know without a shadow of a doubt that this is a loud brute, right? If he moved from 50 miles away, right, seems anathema. Uh, to a society that values privacy because in order for all landlords to know that right there's going to be a database of some kind private or not that contains that information that everyone has access to open or not right uh d d uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for federated or not right decentralized or not um that everyone it's it, it it'll end up like It'll end up like a Bitcoin wallet on the blockchain, right? Everyone has access to the information if they choose to look at it, and nothing is private anymore. Because the minute you say, like, well, 
I'm not going to give you that information, the result is, well, no one's going to do business with you then. I think that a, um, a competition in agencies that provide this kind of information will have different kinds of information, um, and someone will allow uh, more degrees of privacy and others not. But I, I think that the, the right of the person who's renting out, the landlord who's renting out his uh, apartment is is also his right to privacy. He has a right to... Um, to do business with whomever he chooses on whatever criteria. And if he's too tight with his criteria, then of course he's going to exclude a lot of customers. If he's, um, you know, what I'm saying, you, you, like, um, you know, Walmart is is probably not going to want to screen out everybody who's, let's say, uh, not a Christian because they'd lose a lot of customers. You know, I mean, they could impose that and say, well, we're, we're going to check your your barcode to see if you're uh, a Christian before you're allowed to come into Walmart. Yeah. But they lose half, they'd probably lose two thirds of their customers. I don't even like the idea of needing an individual barcode to get into Walmart. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but I think it's the right of Walmart to have it if they want to. And that's what they, how they made very efficient, their checkout system. Well, that, they introduce barcodes and what, well, that's you buy. what they do at, at Sam's club. Anyway, you have to be a member. So Sure. Yeah, but that's that's also on the way out. Like, well, at least the well, not necessarily Sam's Club, but we have a BJ's here. I can walk in and shop around. Like, I'm welcome into the store. I'm just not allowed to buy anything without the membership card on the way out. Like, it gets scanned at the cash register, not at the entrance. But so every every store, right? In order to exclude people, or but when I sign up for the membership, my Sam's Club membership, they go like, okay, name, address, and how are you going to pay? Right, they don't. But you pay a f- and you pay a fee, right? And they keep they keep actually they keep a record of everything you've bought. <laughs> so when you want to return something, I'm saying I don't have my receipt. They say, oh yeah, we have a record of it. We we know exactly what credit card paid for it. And um, um, I'm guessing that if you went in and you threw a tantrum and you threw things all over the place, that they would cancel your membership. <laughs> yeah, they did that for the masks at Costco and whatnot. People that didn't want to wear the mask, they just like, okay, we don't want you to shop here. And we supported their right to do that. Mm. Uh, but having all their information, like, okay, so in the news this week was also, um, I, I, I was a little amused by the headline. Um, it was airlines want rowdy customers back or something to that effect. Like the, <laughs> really? the, the, the people who were banned from flying because they weren't in compliance with the mask orders, right? The airlines want those customers back because they're losing too much money otherwise, right? So like, well, they were rowdy before, but since there's no longer a mask mandate, like we want their money. Gee, it seems like a risk too. Maybe the other customers are going to say, oh, they're going to have um, a, f- a flight full of rowdies. I'm, I'm, I'll go with a different airline. <laughs> Maybe. Well- no, I, I think I think it's that they recognize that they were only rowdy because they were being told to wear the mask. And now that that's over, they can forgive them and say, "Okay, you know, we're not going to make you wear a mask anymore. So you're, you're, we'll, we'll give you another chance." Oh, but okay. if they're if they're still rowdy again without the mask thing, then of course they'll kick them off again. <laughs> I don't if 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 that was an if that was the organization that like banned me for something like. I don't know if I'd want to go back. 
Like, why would you want to support them at all? Like, it works both ways. True, but but the the person that was rowdy and got kicked off too, they they also knew that that was a extra weird situation, and okay, um, and so they they and and most people don't really care which airline they get on. They they look for the cheapest flight, and that's the one they pick. <laughs> you know, and sure. there's a lot of competition for price because that's the way it goes. And if I want to walk into the supermarket and not get a barcode scan and pay cash on my way out, right? Like yeah, that should be time. an option. Go to Safeway. <laughs> exactly. But un- until Safeway starts requiring it, right? Because there's that database. I, it doesn't even need to be a government database, right? There was, there was another headline. We talked about um, the Elon Musk and, you know, Twitter thing last week. But there was another headline... Uh, this week that said something to the effect of like um, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, he will have an unprecedented amount of information on hundreds of millions of people. Well, it's not like that information isn't available now. It's just that available to somebody, you know, as opposed to people that you don't know. Right. That's my point. So Twitter, Facebook, they already have all that information. Yeah. Right. It's people have already voluntarily given it up. We don't need a government database for that information. Like the government is asking Twitter and Facebook and all the other social media companies to provide them with the data with the information because they've already got it. And I just again well, by it's the way bizarre to me uh, that those companies have that much control. Uh Safeway has a member card. You don't have to have it to shop there, but with it you get all these discounts. You get 20% or 30% discount on all kinds of different purchases. So they don't, they, they give you a huge inducement and an extra price advantage to do it. So you don't have to do it, but there is a cost. Yeah. I also, and much like social media, I think, I think that's dumb. Um, because for me, I'll just, I'll just give them bad information, right? Like what, what do you need for me to sign up? And then, out, you know, <laughs> actually, that's my case. I, um, someone from Mongolia was staying in my house while I was gone for Christmas and, and uh, they signed up, got this card. And so and they left it to me to to use. So I'm, I'm always this Mongolian that's going in and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and buying the stuff. So he's getting all these uh, these sort of notices. And, and, and if you give them a good email address. Right. Like I, I remember. um Again, this, this was way early on. I, uh, my buddy gave me like a two-week free trial at 24-hour fitness, right? And I go and I'm like, oh, man, I got to do the interview with the sales guy or whatever. And he's like, email address. And I was like, junk for rich at whatever. You figure it out. And he gave me a look. I go, it's a real email address. I just know you're going to spam me. And so I just give you that one, and then I never check it, right? Mm. But on my account, like they've they've probably still sending me emails to that email address because that's the one that I gave them. But I don't use it, right? It just collects the spam. That's it. That's what it's there for. And so if I went into Safeway to you know to, to sign up for a membership card, I just give them a bad phone number because I'm never going to yeah, answer and, the phone call. And I'm I'm guessing that if if a large enough a number of their customers did that, they would find a way to to respond to that, to to make it more accurate. 
but I would guess you know not every very probably a very small number of people are doing that, so they figure it's not worth it them to to go the extra step. Well, then I will continue to free ride on the goodwill of the majority then, and continue to you know hide as much data as I can. Sure. Uh, in the meantime, well, this is this is, these are all market options. You have these options to do or not to do, and they have the market the op- market options. Where where it becomes a problem is when the government doesn't give you the option, and it, um, you know, mandates the mask whether you want it or not, and um, you know all of the. That's the whole problem with with government. It's a monopoly, and they use coercion. Yeah, and I guess at this point, I I don't necessarily limit it to government because during the mass thing, you know, even though it was government mandated, right, there were still those stores that were going to choose to to make you mask up regardless of the mandate, right? They had their own private rules; you could follow them or not follow them. But here's where we tied into the early part of this discussion. A lot of it was created based on bad information, right? So the more bad information that was put out there in the mainstream media, in this case by the government, but it doesn't have to be, the store owners, the operators, right, made their choices. And for the people that did not want to wear a mask, I told them, like, the walls are closing in, Right. Because government mandated or not, the private businesses are going to require it because they're acting on bad information from the CDC and you will not have any other place to shop, right? And if you, again, you brought up China earlier, the, the Shanghai crackdowns where they're in lockdown again, they're, they're now blaming, uh, I, think the, I think they're now blaming like the food, like crops are a new, new source of COVID in China. That's the new thing, Right. So they're disarmed, they're starving, and they're run, their, their opportunity to fight back has passed. And if you let, you know, if you, if you let the, the uh, companies, right, based on bad information, dictate where you're allowed to shop, you're not going to be able to shop anywhere. And that's why I'm saying, like, the reputation rating, even if it's not a government thing, is a forced behavior modification thing. Because they go like, well, fine. I'm starving, I will wear the mask, right? And it has nothing to do with an NAP violation. It's just we, society dictates that we all now wear masks and the hive mind says you must comply. It, it could be that um, they're mandating the mask because they're afraid that somebody's going to sue them in the court and the government's going to hammer them because they, they, they didn't abide by the government's guideline. And so... There is that still that threat hanging over them that uh, I'm I'm going to do this because I am expecting that somebody's going to file a lawsuit. In, the, in which case, there is a government uh, hammer behind it. Yeah, and I just I don't think that that was the case in a lot of in, in a lot of cases. I don't think it was fear of the government. Um, I think it was the irrational fear based on misinformation. Like we're going to die if we don't do this. You know, like the people, the, the airline mandates are lifted, right, for the, for the masks for the most part. And there are still those individuals out there going, like, I'm going to wear my mask anyway. It's still just too scary. Well, and that could be the same world, for companies. That's, that's the, the, the right of the business to choose those, those options. It may be objectionable and, and uh, maybe even negative consequence, but uh, I'd still say they have the right to do so. 
I, I'm again not disagreeing with their right to do so, but when, when, when it's pervasive, based on misinformation, right, is where I take issue. Well, I, what's the solution? Well, obviously, oh, you got to start your own grocery store and do that, you know. But that's that's not an overnight thing. Okay, bring it back to our case of um, Johnny Depp. Um, can uh, can we tie this back uh, to the? This thing, I mean, yeah, yes, it's misinformation. There may be misinformation, but she I think lied. The, the way to handle it is by people learning to exercise judgment at at uh, analyzing and dismissing misinformation rather than just prohibit um, information. Ah, but as you said, words, it's yeah, prerogative. We don't have to judge we, it. We just we believe all we, women. We know that that in marriage, uh, married couples. Uh, I mean, any kind of couple, married or not, they they. Uh, they're angry and they they frustrated and they they lie, so it, it, it's good for people to hear it out and all that. But um, I don't see how it can be used as a compulsion to compensate them with monetarily. Be- because she purposefully told falsehoods, and those falsehoods led to him losing money, like loss of financial gain. Well, okay. False. First of all, you know, okay. What if it wasn't a falsehood? Um, does she have to, I mean, does that change it? Um, yeah, it absolutely changes it. That's why the original question was like, are you responsible for the words that are coming out of your mouth? If you're responsible for the words that are coming out of your mouth, then you are incentivized to be truthful with those words, else face penalty for the falsehoods that come out of your mouth. If you are not responsible for the words that come out of your mouth, right, then these accusations and similar stories like it will persist. I think that it should have all been up to Disney, and uh, Disney should have had their own case, and if if Amber Heard was found guilty of lying, then she would lose her Disney membership. (laughs) Are are you asking me what I think Disney should have done? No, I was just making the comment because, okay. <laughs> like, because because I don't know, like, what what other scenario, like, if the government wasn't involved and, and somebody said we want to, you know, hold her accountable for for her words, and then, uh, and honestly, looking at the bigger picture, you know, Disney just didn't want to get involved with the possibility of being in a scandal. Sure. So, you know, they're looking out for their image, and they're like, yeah, it's not worth it. You're out. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like. But again, if she's responsible for her words and those words led Disney to that conclusion and her words turned out to be false, right? Then whatever, whatever financials, financial gain Johnny Depp would have had through Disney should then fall on the shoulders of Amber Heard or to the, the maximum that, possible penalty. I'm guessing that in the future, every contract that a movie makes with a, a an actor is going to have three more pages added to it that takes into account false accusations. I mean, I would, I'm surprised that such a contract doesn't already incorporate this sort of information, but it says that, that, that you can't uh, cancel this contract based on um, false falsehoods or rumors or, you know, uh, allegations that are unproven. And then, even spelling out the arbitration process for proving it, if there is such an allegation. I mean, yeah, 
it, it happens enough that I would think that uh, it should be built into the contract so they yeah. agree well, ahead of time. He didn't have the contract yet, and so that's uh, part of the problem was that mm. they were considering making another movie, and then they were like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but in, in you know, the, the Jesse Smollett case, right, he made false accusations, wasted the court's time, wasted the police time, and then was found guilty of those things, right? Because you're not allowed to make false accusations mm. or false testimony. Mm-hmm. right like that's i think regardless of the the state's involvement um i would i would like to think that that's a benefit to society that people are incentivized away from uh libel slander and falsities right you can say well i don't control other people's opinions um but a big enough megaphone does and whether that should be the case or not it's definitely the case as it is now which is why people will act contrary um will act in in contrary to their best interest based off information spoon-fed them by the cdc through the mainstream media right if you go back to the mask there was another headline that came out this week um microplastics being found at an unprecedented level in people's lungs well, is it from the masks? Well, where the fuck else does it come from? <laughs> That's interesting, right? Yeah, I'm I'm sure that happens uh, quite a bit. Um, but there there is uh, a lot of microplastics being uh, emitted from people's washers and dryers now. Okay. Um, so and it and some of it has to do with the types of clothing that we're that we have now. Um, if mm. it was just cotton, we wouldn't have microplastics, but um, there's there's a lot of microplastics coming out of the washing machine and getting into the the water supply system and making it into uh, fish stuff like that and then there's also uh, microplastics that you know get shot out from the the dryer and uh, if they you know they're just basically getting vented out into the atmosphere I guess I don't know how much of that ends up in our lungs but I'm sure it happens I'm sure it happens uh, but at the at the i don't know if the article would have come out unless you're talking about you know i don't know if the article would have come out or if it would have mattered if there hadn't been a mask mandate for the last 2 years sure yeah and i'm and i'm not saying that the masks uh, don't contribute to that greatly and then that might be the main contribution but i cuz it's I right don't there know. it's right over where you inhale and exhale yeah but but i do know that the microplastics come from other things and sure there's a lot of ways to get, you know, toxins into your body. Um, you know, like, you know, uh, when, when, when you go to the gun range, uh, you wash up afterwards because there's a whole bunch of lead contaminants, right? But they weren't blaming that, you know, for lead contamination. It was the paint in the houses because it was right there, right? Even if, even if, you know, the graphite and the lead and pencils, I used to get in trouble for like poking my hand with a pencil. Don't want to get lead in there, but it's in the paint, <laughs> right? So if microplastics are everywhere, fine. But if they're showing up in the lungs in unprecedented levels, two years after people were wearing microplastics over their face by government decree, right? I'm more likely to believe that that's the cause as opposed to, you know, 
the dryer venting out into the atmosphere. Call me a conspiracy theorist on that one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and again, makes makes me glad that I avoided uh, wearing the masks as much as possible. Right. If that's if that's where it's going to come from, and that's where it's going to be. Count me out. All right. We're close enough to the end. Any other thoughts? Nope. Any final <laughs> thoughts? No. All right, let's wrap this some bitch up then. That'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Aloha.